0: New, higher-end, 13-inch MacBook Air, maybe even a 15-inch MacBook Air, SD card slot coming back to the MacBook Pro, but touch bar, that's just gotta go. And 5G and Face ID for the Mac, but not just yet. Oh yeah, Mark Gurman is totally continuing his mad Bloomberg rumor-bombing rampage across just every upcoming product in Apple's 2021 lineup. And here's what he's saying now. Sponsored by CuriosityStream with Nebula. Real quick, YouTube shows me only a small percentage of you watching are actually subscribed. So if you like my videos, hit that button and we can make this community even bigger and better together. Okay, first up, redesigned MacBook Air coming late 2021 or 2022 with MagSafe and next gen M series processor. And that's great to hear because previously it was kind of unclear uh, whether Bloomberg was referring to another, a next version of, the M1 processor, like an M1X that would add additional performance cores and additional graphics cores. But if it's really a next-generation processor, an M2, which will have the same architecture as an A15, and especially with this kind of timeline, because late 2021 is when we'd expect to see an A15 in that next-generation iPhone anyway, it makes just, yeah, the kind of sense that does. Next up, there's a 13-inch model likely with smaller bezels and potentially a 15-inch model, but not at any time soon. And that's really interesting because I think when we first started hearing talk about Apple Silicon, one of the Macs that was just high up on everybody's wish list was a new version of the 12-inch MacBook. And obviously, we didn't get that yet. We got the M1 13-inch MacBook non-redesigned first, you know, so far at least. But if you take that 13-inch MacBook Air with a redesign, especially, but by just Thanos snapping those bezels off, similar to how Apple handled the 16-inch. MacBook Pro, but maybe actually more like how they handled the 12.9 inch iPad, just reducing, keeping the screen size, but reducing the bezel size, it creates a much smaller device. And that could give us effectively a MacBook Air class device in a 12 inch MacBook class chassis. And that could very well be the best of both ultra portable MacBook worlds. And a 15 inch MacBook Air is really interesting as well because that's also been really high on a lot of wish lists. Some people really want the MacBook Air, have no need for the performance or the cost of a MacBook Pro, but they also require a bigger screen. They just need it for their work or their eyesight or any of number of factors. And previously they had to, you had to, if you wanted a bigger screen, you had to go to that 15, now 16 inch MacBook Pro. And I think there it would be really, really good to see for people who want exactly that MacBook Air level of performance, but really, really do need that bigger screen. The new 13 inch MacBook Air will be higher end and sit on top of the just released M1 MacBook Air. And I think that makes a lot of sense as well because when Apple introduces new ultra portable Macs, they usually are more expensive. The original MacBook Air was really expensive. So was the first version of the redesigned MacBook Air that eventually fell down to that sweet, sweet $999 sweet spot. And same with the redesigned MacBook Air, they just always start off more expensive. 12 inch MacBook as well. So if Apple does introduce this and it does have an M2 and other more expensive components, then keeping around the M1 MacBook Air as the entry level and just slotting this in as the higher end MacBook Air, that just fits perfectly into Apple's Mac strategy over the last decade or so. The new MacBook Pro will bring back the SD card and remove the touch bar. There were rumors earlier this week about the redesign, including the 14-inch MacBook Pro and Apple sort of reverting to previous port technologies, doing a bunch of backsteps on the Mac, including MagSafe. But now this is specific about an SD card, which is great. It's really a prosumer feature. A lot of higher-end cameras use SD cards still, but as Jenna Azarek remarked almost immediately on Twitter, it's not going to help those of us who use CF Express cards now Especially because she's using CF Express Type A with Sony cameras, and I'm using CF Express Type B with Canon cameras. Because, of course, you can't just have one unified version of CF Express cards because the world is terrible. And that sort of pushes back on a little bit of the BS that's been going around about the Macs forcing dongles on everybody, because that has just always been the case. Pros have always had to use dongles. I've always had to use. VGA and DVI and Thunderbolt 2 and Firewire 400 and Firewire 800 and just an endless stream of dongles over the years. And I figure I always will, that's not gonna stop. The problem with the current series of MacBook Pros is that they force dongles on consumers for the first time, namely the USB-A to USB-C and the lack of the SD card slot. And that I think is what Apple is trying to solve here and rightly so, while Pros will just continue living our dongle life basically forever. 5G and Face ID are being worked on, but not for any time soon. And that's interesting to hear because in order to do 5G on the Mac, several things are gonna have to happen. On the hardware side, they're gonna have to introduce just the antenna system to handle it, similar to what they have in the iPhone and in the iPad. On the software side, they're gonna have to make sure that Mac OS can run as efficiently on cellular networks as iPhones and iPads do. And they've been doing a lot of that to help make tethering more efficient, but they really have to nail down all of it so it's not wasting a single bit or byte just any time ever. And then lastly, they're going to have to come to terms with Qualcomm. I mean, there are several reasons why the cellular version of the iPad costs more over a 100 bucks more than the Wi-Fi version. and a big part of that is Qualcomm's licensing fee. And if it is a100 dollars on a sub1,000 iPad, and Qualcomm scales things up based on the price of the device, I hazard to think what it would be on a multiple thousand dollar MacBook or MacBook Pro. I mean, I would love it, but depending on the cost, I would probably just stick to tethering. In terms of Face ID, if that's not coming soon, I'm going to be really sad because Apple has taken forever to propagate Touch ID across the Mac lineup. And it's still, I mean, so many years later, almost a decade later, not available on desktop Macs, and Face ID has been out since 2017, and we're in 2021 now, and it may not even appear this year on Macs. And I think that's just a shame because it is such an empowering technology, such a good way to bridge convenience into security for the betterment of both. And it feels like just such a win for a MacBook or an iMac to be able to unlock the minute it sees and recognizes you that if there's any way Apple can prioritize and ship it, just always, the sooner the better. And one more new upcoming thing, my very first Nebula original. There was no question that was a game changer phone. That was ahead of its time. The iPhone really has changed, I mean, my life in so many ways. It was the keynote every Apple fan had always wanted Apple to deliver. morning. We're gonna make some history together today. Coming soon and available exclusively on Nebula, where you can also find exclusive bonus content and extended versions of many of my videos and ad-free, sponsor-free versions of all of them. And we worked out this deal where if you sign up at curiositystream.com slash Rene not only will you get Curiosity Stream's just absolute best catalog of documentaries and series on the internet, you'll also get a Nebula subscription for free. And because they've extended their special holiday offer, CuriosityStream is over 40% off right now. That's less than $12 a year, the absolute best deal in streaming, but it's not gonna last long. So click the link in the description and get CuriosityStream for over 40% off and Nebula for free, or go to curiositystream.com slash It's just a great way to support this channel and educational content directly for less than $12 a year click on the link in the description or go to curiositystream.com slash richie. And clicking on that link really helps out this channel. For more on all of Apple's upcoming Macs, click the playlist above. I'm previewing and explaining every new feature, every new product, so you'll know what to buy and when. Just click the link in the playlist and I'll see you next video.